Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Human Connection Project podcast. I am uh, lucky enough to be joined in the studio, if we can call it that. <laughs> we'll run with that. In the office um, by the Cullen Brothers. So we've got Corey and Cam, uh, and our listeners will definitely recognise the last name Cullen. Uh, the, the whole reason the Human Connection Project exists, I guess, is off the back of Justin Cullen's passing almost five years ago now, so I'm sure there'll be a bunch of stuff that we unpack over the next half an hour, 40 minutes, gents. But um, look, I won't steal your introductions, so why don't one of you have a run at it and introduce yourself? Oh, I'm Corey Cullen, Director of Cullen Lawyers. Um, we're a law firm based in Brisbane in the city in Cooparoo, practising in criminal defence, family law, traffic law. Um, yeah, really enjoy Brizzy. That's what you do. Who are you? Who am I? Who am I as a person? I'd like to think I'm a bit of an all-round good bloke, but that might be putting me too high. High standards. <laughs> what are you, are you, Kev? Nah, nah. Nah, that's <laughs> not true at all. <laughs> oh, Cam, what do you do, mate? Oh, a bit of everything, actually. I've um, been, on a, been on a pretty big journey up until, up until now. I um, was a, obviously, you know, left school, moved up to Brisbane and... I was playing footy pretty much my whole life. That was what my whole life was all about. And, you know, I know you mentioned, obviously, Justin. So that, that obviously set my journey into a, a whole nother direction. But, yeah, I sort of was was in the professional rugby league bubble for, for a long time, probably 17 through to 24. Um, and then when when Justin passed away, it was weird. 2022 20, is when I actually made my debut just after just after his passing and then sort of went to a couple of different clubs and that type of thing. I moved home um, to the Dolphins to play to play with Redcliffe Dolphins where I've taken up real estate with um, with Image Property and um, that's what I'm doing now, mate. I've, uh, Image Image Property, real estate agent, still playing footy with the Dolphins and, you know, being lucky enough to have two beautiful little daughters along the way and happy as Larry now. So it's been a been a pretty long journey to actually get to get to here. But um, yeah, that's 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 me. It certainly has, and I, uh, for everyone jumping on the podcast, I'll, I'll apologise for the crappy audio from the host. We're, we're bootstrapping this podcast, <laughs> and we've only got two microphones, so we're making do. Um, but I wanted to go back to kind of, well, I guess, where our friendship uh, blossomed, and I'll call I'm the fourth Cullen, <laughs> as dawned <laughs> by Linda Cullen, and I'll never forget it. I'm going to claim that for as long as I live. Um, so we've obviously had... You sure some, you want it? Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> I wear it with pride on certain days. <laughs> um, but look, our, our friendship obviously goes back years and we've gone through some, some pretty horrific times which has only brought everyone stronger and, and closer together. But uh, where did it all begin, gents? Where do we kick off? So I think Justin just brought you home once. <laughs> like, yeah, just one Straight of his fools. Yeah. <laughs> Back in the uh, yeah, back my in the friend. was it the South Logan days? It, was. it would have been, and yeah. he just started bringing bringing this scrag home, which was <laughs> 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 he's, he's brought you over, and that was sort of right around the time where we were all central, like we were all actually living in Brisbane, and mm. was it was a great time, great great fond, very fond memories back <laughs> back then. It was some fun fun times, and. Yeah, you just came into the picture, and obviously you became very close friends with Justin, and we were all we were all close friends at the time. We were all spending so much time together, and couldn't get rid of me. That was it. That's where it all started. 
No, there's look, there's bloody plenty of memories we could lean into, but I think the punch ons with Rosie. Yeah, <laughs> flip the table on Rosie. I think like some of the best memories have definitely been some of our nights, you know, out and about, and, and not necessarily getting uh, getting drunk or whatnot, but just the the kind of the friendship that was bonded over a, a couple of drinks on a at night Fridays. Out. At Fridays, yeah, <laughs> we used to quite frequently go to Fridays, but. It brought together a, a, such a large element of human connection. And Corey, what, is, what does, I guess, human connection mean to you? You're obviously in the law the world now and you're connecting with different people every single day. What, what does it mean to you? Oh, it's just, it's such a good opportunity to be part of an organisation, not just a business, but um, an organisation. So be part of the community, gives you the opportunity to be able to provide and help people. And that's what I love most about uh, my profession is if, you are successful and you have the ability to help people. Um, it's so rewarding to do so. Mm, absolutely. Cam, what about yourself? You're obviously in real estate, so you're the same as Corey. You're seeing a, a hundred different people every day and you obviously don't get the opportunity to tell them your story straight off the bat, so you've got to kind of project who you are in a 30-second introduction. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, obviously it's real estate's one of those things. It's you, You're dealing with a lot of people, um, so you've got a relationship with a lot of vendors and a lot of clients, but... I think it's what it's allowed me to do off the back of that. Some of the stuff like Image Property Academy and um, some of the some of the things that I've been able to do off the back of that, which I think you know, if you touch on human connection for me, being able to give back to the community and and you know pass on some of my knowledge that I've got to some of the younger kids and stuff like that. That to me is, I guess, what sort of makes me tick. Like what's what 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 I really enjoy is is. Um, you know, doing some development stuff with the kids and that type of thing. I think the everyday, everyday real estate stuff is, you know, it's always going to be there. You're always dealing with people and that type of thing. But I think giving back and being able to work with kids and stuff has been been something that I've really enjoyed. Absolutely. So we've kind of got, we're, I guess we've fast forward a little bit and we've just kind of given everyone a look into where you guys currently are. But obviously five years ago we've all gone through something pretty pretty horrific and one phone call kind of shattered everyone's world, I guess, and you guys were obviously brothers of Justin. So let's start with you, Corey. We've talking about talked about this offline and off yeah. air quite a chunk, and it's obviously rattled and, and pulled the carpet out from everyone. But how how did that phone call, I guess, completely change or alter your life? Oh, it's just a phone. Even thinking about it now, it's just a phone call that that you never forget. Like. I'll, I'll just thinking about it now just gives me chills because I was yeah sitting in my office and to get the call from my mum like it's a call that you never want to get mm. so just crumbled me at the knees I was sick yeah. is probably the sick with shock is the most um, the ultimate way that I could describe it in fact like it just hits you like a ton of bricks put it in layman's terms yeah just the shock that goes through your whole body and um yeah you, it's you i'll never forget that that phone call um in itself it just broke me yeah there's, there's not many uh i guess words that are ever going to do justice to the feelings that that uh can be felt when you get a phone call like that but um obviously cam you, were, you got the call as well. Yeah, I, yeah, same thing. Like, 
I was I was up in Mackay at the time and something that you know even if you wanted to forget it you could never you could never ever forget it and dad actually called me so they must have went one they must have hit us with the one too dad dad that was a it was crazy because I've never heard dad cry and and I and dad couldn't speak on the phone to me so I knew something was was like pretty pretty wrong and dad dad like couldn't talk and he just said we've lost Jussie and I was like what like what do you mean you know I couldn't under like and he just said he's dead and I was like fuck just absolutely knocked me for six because you were still at the radio at this stage I was at the radio station when it happened yeah so I just dropped the phone and break down crying and like I remember all the staff at the um there were just like what's happened like they just because you know I'm knockabout bloke and always laughing and always having fun and up until that stage, I I lived the most blessed life. Like we all, I think we all did. Like mm. just nothing, never gone through adversity. And I just we live we live had the best childhood. So um, very ble- very blessed, very blessed with with that. But you know that moment was where it was just like bang in your face, and you know it just rocked me. And I remember I, I, I Charis was working at another place, which is my partner working at another place just around the corner in Mackay and um I remember I just jumped in the car and I drove around and I um I just went through busted through the door crying and I had to tell her and then she started crying and yeah it was just a mess mate it was you'll never forget you'll never forget that because it's like just crazy and I even get like a little bit of anxiety about phone calls now from someone you know what I mean like not if mum or dad call me I always worry why yeah. like it's just that weird it's little hard. thing yeah. where it's you know time heals i genuinely never used to believe that but it just does like i can talk about it now openly um i'm a lot better but yeah in terms of in terms of that day that there's a couple of things i'll never forget it was that phone call and the viewing the the viewing is probably yeah. etched um, in my mind that i'll never be able to crazy yeah, i definitely couldn't go up there <laughs> It's it's something you think that you want at the time for that closure, but looking back, you know, it's something that we did and we thought we definitely had to do, but it's something that sits with you, still sits with me now because it's not the same person that we remember him by. It's a bit of a tick box thing. You need to do it. You need to do it, but yeah. I mean, if I could go back, I'd do it again. Mm. For sure, because you have to. It's your brother. You need. You want to go see him. Yeah. Like you yeah. need. You need. You need closure. And that was for us because we weren't on that trip. Yeah, we we didn't get a chance to say goodbye or no. spend time with him. Mm. So, and I, I thank my lucky stars that we got the opportunity to do that because obviously under the circumstances, and you know, I'm not sure if anyone you know you've spoken about on the podcast how it's happened and that type of thing. But for him to, for him to have. You know, he obviously drowned. The boys had to jump in and and go and save him. Like I always think, if they had never found him, I would still to this day be hoping that he was going to walk through the door. So for me, the closure, the viewing, that type of thing, like it was, it was all important. Like stage of us being able to process what's happened and then ultimately move forward. But you know, it's probably it's crazy. Like the journey that you go on. Like we're coming up to what. We're coming up to five years in how many weeks? Yeah, a couple of saying, couple yeah. of weeks. It's just Time around just the corner. Flies. It's one thing you don't get back. Yeah. Well, that's something I did for years. I because I obviously couldn't go to the viewing. I'd, mm. I don't know. Like I don't know if I regret it or if I would change my 
know, change the option. I thought, oh, but you just got to do what you like can years, at the time, eh? For like two years, I reckon. I was convinced he was going to rock up, and yeah, I was only talking on a, a podcast the other day with um, Trademark, and we were talking about I was working on a Cullen Group job site when I went back to work, and I lasted yeah. two days because some mm-hmm. some supervisor rocked up in Justin's car. Yeah, right. And I was yeah. like, "Fuck, that's it. That's enough for me. Mm. Yeah. I'm out." So we yeah. uh, we talked about it on uh, a previous podcast, which we never went to air, but we kind of explained the circumstances around Justin's death. And I think to give people context of of what I guess what happened is surf trip surf trip gone wrong. Really, you know, trip of a lifetime. The boys all saved up and. And obviously, you know, one one of the lads didn't have an opportunity to come back. And I think it's something that, you know, when someone passes away, and the reason I question it is I would love to get your boy's opinion. When someone passes away, there's always elements of anger. And I know for me, and, and, and obviously it's well and truly distilled now, but for me, I was so angry at the boys that were on that boat. Yeah. Mm. And, it's a, and it's a process that I think a lot of people don't understand around grief, is that there is a lot of anger, whether it's from... Suicide, they're angry at the person, whether it's from, you know, obviously a murder, they're angry at the, mm. the criminal, etc. We remember sitting at his house, waiting for the boys to come back, getting back yeah. from the trip, and I remember talking with Cam and we were furious, but... I remember, I think, I think what changes everything is we were, we were so angry, which is a natural reaction. But then when you see how much they're hurting, that to me was like, I think what changed my mindset because those boys, like they're, they're still some of my closest mates and like brothers to us. Yeah. And like I've seen, it's easy to be so frustrated because you wish you were there and you, you you always think, you know, I would have, would have, would have made sure it didn't happen or whatever, but you know, the the reality is we could have been there and the same thing could so have that's happened. That's what I've been holding on to for a long time and haven't spoken about. And I've only I've sought counselling recently, which has helped a real lot. But that guilt of not being able to protect your little brother who you protected for the majority of your life is something that I've been ho- holding guilt towards myself about and have only recently through counselling sort of addressed it and sort of looked at the way of not sort of blaming myself for what happened or blaming any, anyone else, you know, it's a tragic accident at the end of the day and these things happen. That's it. I still remember sitting on the couch at Justo's when everyone walked in off the... They came yeah. straight from Yeah, the I remember that, yep. And, like, as soon as you saw their faces, like... Sort of, like, awkward. Like, yeah. Yeah, it was like, fuck, like, I went from being angry at them to... To just... Just, like, immense sadness. Oh, shit. Yeah. Like, and then I heard, like, boat. you know, I heard the circumstances around it like i know the boys had to get you know they looked for him for as long as they could and then they finally found him which i'll be forever grateful for the fact that they didn't stop giving up and they just made sure they found him and then you know like travi had to stay with his body for for yeah. like an mm-hmm. extra day or whatever it was like that's just that's, to know you've got man, mates that would do anything for a fallen brother like that is just yeah. you know pretty something pretty special and they're crazy like that's tra- that 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 in itself, they would have had to been laying with him, and he's passed away right there. Like yeah. that to me, like it's horrific. Like I, you, I can't get the viewing out of my my head in that. Yeah. But they would, they had, to, they had a whole day of viewing. You know what I mean? And then, yeah. and then imagine how they felt having to come home to his family and say his, you know, Justin's passed away, and we were there. Like that. I after it's only time that allows you to reflect and think bloody hell you know they would have been going through a lot a and lot, i know yeah. all of them all of them have battled demons um following it yeah um but it's good that you know we can sort of come out the other side i feel like five years 
it's probably a good time to reflect and go, you know, it's crazy because mm. it was a blur for so many. For so first many, two years, yeah. it's just like, just survive. Yeah. But now, like, you know, and I can talk openly about it with even the guys that were on the boat, yeah. you know, like I said, they're still some of our best mates and it's, we've all, we've all, it's all affected our lives in different ways. But I think, you know, the majority of us, I think all of us really have used it as a massive positive. I don't think anyone yeah, that I know. I don't think of anyone that's gone backwards that's gone, or made no. bad decisions. We've and all, in, I've had hiccups. <laughs> we, we all know well, I think everyone's mistakes. had hiccups. I think everyone's had hiccups, but, um, you know, everyone's used it as a very positive thing in their life. And you can see where they are at now that mm. they, you know, everyone, everyone, Everyone remembers him. Everyone knows. Everyone uses him as a very positive influence, Absolutely. which is good. Like most of the boys have got obviously ELE tattooed on them, and mm. like I only go down the coast once a year. That's, yeah. that's it for me. And I go down. I feel like I I saw all the guys yesterday. Yeah, like that's how much of uh, a, a bond you create over obviously horrible circumstances, and that is. I guess an element of connection in that, you know, mm, definitely, and I'm, is. and I'm definitely not a believer in you have to go through bad times to see the good. I think that's just a crockish shit that mm. self help people have have kind of made up. But I think it definitely helps you see who matters in life and and you know who you know you can call on when the, the times are at the absolute toughest. But obviously, we mentioned hiccups, like hiccups are bound to happen through emotional grieving and, and what's kind of that journey been like for you guys? Well, um, as Cam says, the first couple of years for me as well were just just a blur. It's, went, it's gone obviously really quick, time flies. Um, obviously, more recently, I've made some poor decisions um, in the sense that it, everyone knows sort of what happened at, at the courthouse in respect to um, the cocaine falling out of my pocket, it was pretty heavily publicised in the media, as was Justin's death. Mm. Very publicised in the media. So, um, you know, it was something that was a bad choice, a bad decision that I made, something that I was very embarrassed and ashamed about, uh, putting my family back through again to rehash those old memories. And... I don't want to sit here and play the victim card. I've made positive decisions moving forward. I feel like, you know, you can either make good decisions or bad decisions in these times and you can make a choice. Everyone has a choice. Mm -hmm. And I've chosen... My choice is to deal with um, these things positively and in a positive manner through working hard, training and um, keeping that stability... Well, that's what it is, isn't it? You, you can never judge a man or woman, for that matter, by their mistakes, but only, I guess, how they, they rectify it. You know, if we, if we were to crucify everyone that's ever made a mistake in life, it'd be, you know, everyone would be in jail and the streets would be empty because <coughs> no one's perfect. But, uh, you know, obviously you boys are doing a, a lot in the community now to better people's lives, and we've unfortunately... You know, we we lost Justin in a drowning accident. We've unfortunately lost another one of the one of the boys in Mitch Cronin just recently, and in, in a uh, in a water accident. And Cam, you raised a you know an absolute ton of money for his family through a community project. What uh, what kind of brought that on? I don't know. I like I, you know speaking about it. Like obviously something so similar. It was obviously so close to mine and Corey's mm. hearts. Like we knew we knew straight away. I think the thing that you know, because you talk about 
I know you said referenced it before about um, about going through something to change. Like I think the biggest thing about when you go through something is you have a you have a way different perspective. So as soon as that happened, I've immediately felt sick. I cried as soon as I found out. I started crying, and it was and and it was more so. You know, I was actually with mum and dad. I was about to do boxing with mum and dad, and I found out. I got a text message and I just started crying, and they were like wigging out just going what's going on and i've just hit me straight away because yeah. first thought i get is um his family mm-hmm. his mates like he's like it's just makes me sick because i know i've been there i know exactly how they feel I, they've just found out that he's that he's passed away and the next the next like couple of years is going to be an absolute you know and just that day and that week and that you know it's it's I, i've it's perspective like I, I've been in I've walked in that I know exactly what they're about to go through so for me I think the biggest thing that just clicks in my head is like how can I help how can I help mm. what can I do what can you do um, yeah. I know obviously there's a lot of expenses that go into that type of thing and I remember like the biggest thing for me is when something happens to someone like that you just want to make sure at that stage that they're going to be remembered and you just you you're trying to you're trying to come to terms with the fact that they've passed away, but you just want to make sure they'll be remembered. You want to like we we sort of raced out and got um you know tattoos of Justin. We got a portrait mm. on our chest. Mm. Like we you want to make sure they'll be remembered. So for me, I just wanted to just I just said let's raise as much money as we can so that we can get a yeah Mitch Cronin um memorial somewhere like it whether it's at Wynnum or Seas or we play the Mitch Cronin Cup or just. I don't know. I just wanted to it's raise money for his family legacy. to keep his legacy alive, and we just ended up giving it a crack, and it turned yeah. it out. It turned out being so much bigger than that's amazing. What yeah. I thought, like twenty one thousand seven hundred and sixty, I think was the end figure, mm. which was huge. You know, it was it was a great result. We did it in nine days, mm. so yeah, that was crazy. You didn't think it would be that big and that quick. Nah, nah. We've talked about. It. we can give in our time that's time yeah i think even when you know friends family whoever it might be going through a tough time if you can give your time up to be there for them Mm. like i remember when justin passed family and friends doing groceries bringing food around that was all we shut down kfc one night. yeah (laughs) that was all that was just amazing stuff and then you know i've had friends that have lost loved ones sons brothers um friends and the best thing that I can do if I can't help them financially through fundraising is to to be there for them, go and do their groceries and and spend time with them, make sure they're okay. Because to be there for you know a friend like that or another family member, that that's what I think they really need is to to show that support and solidarity for them. Well, I guess that's one of our biggest pillars at um, HDP is empathy, and you know empathy. Sometimes people don't need solutions, they just need people around them. So I know when, when Justin died, we obviously were at your parents' townhouse for you know, ages and then we had the barbecue at Justin's house and not everyone was talking. It was like a lot of silence most of yeah. the time. And it was just the the luxury of having other people around you to feel supported. Like we had um, 
What's the fullback's name? Scored, scored Mickey Gordon. Yeah, Mickey Gordon. Had a hundred on him, first yeah, try scorer, well, and he had his name written on him. And uh, scored the first try. Cabra 88 as well, wasn't it? Like, yeah. It was the first yeah, time. Colo, he, Colo, yeah, Colo, Colo 88. And it was the first time that we had laughed and cheered and smiled yeah. in, in the town. Yeah, it was, yeah. Since Justin's death. And it was just the element, like, Mickey didn't go out and, you know, do anything. You know, he didn't raise a million dollars. You know, he just literally, like, showed a little sign of support. Yeah, that's all it is. Yeah. That's all it is, isn't it? So, like, I guess what's a message? Because there's a lot of people that listen to this podcast, you know, Millions of people. <laughs> <laughs> We're taking um, over. <laughs> no, but like I guess from from lived experience for the two of you boys, like what's what's one thing someone could have done, or perhaps that someone did? You know, like I know Mo and his family would bring down food. Like I'll be I'll be honest. Thing. The em- the empathy thing. I I I learned. I've learned it the hard way. Obviously, I I never am someone that's ever had a lot of empathy. Like mm. something. Now, when I hear someone, like a kid's, someone's died on the news or something terrible's happened, I, I feel it. Like, yeah. I, 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 I'm like a little sook. At, like, <laughs> you know, I am. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I feel things yeah. now that I, that before I never would, it's I would just be like, thing. oh, you know, it's not me, who cares, or yeah. it doesn't affect me. Like, but now the empathy thing, like, I'm, I'm a big softy. So yeah. for me, like, you know that situation it is it's just being there we had we had mo bringing food we had harry costy bringing yeah. food we it, but it's not it's a great not, man you know we had we that's what reminded me when i went over to the cronins to to hand over the check mm. it reminded me of they were there they were at the house and they had visitors and like people just come in non-stop that yeah, you know we had people they're coming today they're coming tomorrow they're coming this morning they're coming this afternoon and it's non-stop like the, the the support we have had and still do have is crazy like so yeah, very fortunate to have that mm. okay. that that was the biggest thing that yeah. that was the biggest thing for me is people it's hard to say say anything like there's nothing mm. you can say at the time so you just you just got to be there like you, there's nothing you can say like you know and I, and I look back now and I know people would have been probably but like you know, what do you walk into a family like that and say, like, oh, how are you going? Like, mm. you know, or what have you been doing? You know, there's no, no, nothing you can say at the time. It's almost like you can't even speak because yeah. there's nothing to speak about. Like, well, I, I remember bumping into Benny Cronin um, mm. at coffee. Like, it, was, it would have been a week and a half after Mitch's passing. And, like, I've, you know, I've kind of been there. The second point of separation when Justin died and I still had no idea what to say to him. So I was just... yeah. Like shook mm. his hand and I probably held on for a little bit longer than you normally yeah, would. Yeah, it's 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 weird, eh? Like it's like one there's of those. not much you can say to someone that's just lost their brother. Obviously. No, that's what I mean. You just gotta, you just gotta, you just gotta be there, and it does mean a lot. Like I'll, I'll never forget, you know, I'll never forget what people done for us at that time, mm. and it's just they don't have to do it. They obviously cared. The one thing I realised about Justin when he passed away was how many people he'd touched because it's the biggest funeral. Funeral. people were at his funeral. It's the biggest funeral ever recorded. But it's Huge. the stuff. It's the stuff that people said. Like I, I couldn't believe heaps of people. Like I'd say, Brighty, Brighty McNevin. Like there were so many people that would you know said stuff on that day that made me realise that they that Justin had such an effect on their life and then that it made me realize then i'm like wow he's had such a positive influence on so many, so many people, people yeah. like if you can if you can achieve what he achieved i think i, I honestly we'll think crazy we can have a crack 
I yeah. honestly think out of all the people that I've met in my entire life that no one's created a ripple effect and I obviously love the ripple effect that has created a ripple effect to the likes of what Justo did no. you know, we look at what you're doing Cam and that was essentially a big ripple called by Justin and then the Massive. kids that you're affecting yep. will then go affect kids in your Definitely. community mm. exactly the same with Corey like everything we're doing like Mate, I'd be in. I'd be a soldier in the army. Not a not a bad thing, but without Justin, I'd be a soldier in an army. Yeah, like mm. that's the route I was taking. It took him sitting me down, going through the three different types of people and which one he wanted his best mate to be. I still have the text message in my phone. Yeah, yeah. it's like my best mate is not going to be a type two person. Yeah, and I was like, oh, well, guess yeah, guess I'm not going in the military then. And now <laughs> we've got this project, and I'm in type one because I'm even broker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> funny it's funny the journey you take like i have to commend you mate like you 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 took a very positive journey i guess Mm. and i think it was probably a coping mechanism for you for a while and then you've turned it into you've turned it into you know uh, an everyday thing where you're you're affecting people every day and and helping people like i probably took a lot you know a lot longer to actually even want to help myself like Mm. and and I remember it's crazy, like, and I could be open and honest, like, when I first, the first probably year, like, I haven't taken that many drugs and ta- and drank yeah. alcohol. Like, I was just writing myself off. We were just trying to... Like, and it's just crazy. It was crazy how, yeah. like, at that time is when I actually ended up... So I pretty much went, oh, I'm quitting footy, moved back. I'm just on, the, on drugs, drinking, absolutely playing up. And, you know, I then got my first... You know, things just fell into place. Like Kane LG done his ACL. I got a phone call from Neil Henry, which I thought was just a pure G up. And then, and then all of a sudden, I'm <laughs> all of a sudden I'm doing a Titans preseason, and then I'm playing NRL round four of a of a year that I thought that was going to be the first year ever that I just wasn't going to play footy. And all of a sudden I'm playing NRL. But my off field was the worst it's ever been, and yeah. it still was for a long time. It's weird how opportunities can come like that. Weird. They, they come knocking. There's no rhyme or reason. Times, yeah. No, like I'd tried my whole life to play NRL, and the one time I quit, I'm like, I'm not playing anymore. Yeah. I, I play. Like it makes no sense, but it's 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 funny how the journey has led me. Like I said, five years in a couple of weeks. Now I'm in the best. I'm in the best mindset I've ever been in in my life. Um, I've got, you know, I've learned so much about myself. I've learned so much about the world like it's like um and I, I know that i'm having a positive effect on a lot of people and um you know it's i guess it's good to reflect because i know i know what i was like year one i know what i was like year two i know what i was like before justin passed away and i know right now you know i'm in a really good i'm in a really good mindset about things so i guess you know it makes me probably pretty proud about where i'm where yeah, i am absolutely. now and i've said it to both you boys a bunch like <clears throat> i'm not a religious man but if Justo is looking down or up or sideways. Mm. Yeah, I can guarantee he's proud of what you boys have done off the back of it. Because yeah, you know, what, what's your favourite story? Like every time, I always tell people this because he brings a smile yeah, to my I face more often than so not. Many. So <laughs> what's 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 your funniest Justo story? You go first. Man. <laughs> are we? Oh Jesus! <laughs> Mate, we're, we're are we G rated? This is an exclusive. You're good to go. How? What are we rated? It just like his laugh is, you know, it was so infectious and it was so. I don't think anyone's got a laugh like that. Like, no. Nah. Oh. But just the stuff, like he he, stuff like that. Like he lived life. He had so much fun, and I guess it's one little That's small it, like, consolation yeah. that you know that, 
He's not a bloke that left anything in the tank. He absolutely – he was having such a ball. Mm. He was yeah, having yeah. such a ball. So, it was, he I guess – absolutely made some achievements, mm. you know. That's one thing, like – Big ambitions. Yeah, well, I had – someone asked me the other day, they're like, do you – like, because I obviously only had a short time with Justo, but I feel like I – I never had a friend growing up to have that connection with, like, yeah. to just go from not knowing each other to not spending a day apart for yeah. five years was just hectic, and I'm not really sure. I can't actually remember anything prior. I still remember the night we met where it was at the Echo Races. It was my, bir- <laughs> it was my birthday. <laughs> I, was I think present. I've heard this one. Uh, and we were skipping out the front of the RE Hotel singing, like, some some nights by whatever that band was. <laughs> that was, like, the first night I've ever met the bloke. And then the next day I text him. I was, like, trying to be cool because I was, like, oh, I really want to be his friend. I was, like... We should hang out after this. I was, like, oh, man, <laughs> yeah. I'm just back on the tools today, you know, pushing through. But uh, my best memory is... So we used, I used to have a granny flat underneath my house, obviously underneath my folks' house, and we came home one night, and mum tells this story better out, better than anyone. She's come home, she's woken up to us, come out the driveway with our arms over each other and we'd take two steps forward, three steps <laughs> back, two steps forward. And the, the driveway incline was only 3%. It wasn't a steep incline. But it was just like all these little memories that, you know, you can go on forever. But what's yours? Oh, I've got heaps. Keep but, it a um, bit more PG than <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought we were telling funniest <laughs> stories about him, not memories. Thought, oh, we can go both. Funny. Go I went. I went a funny story because yeah. that was one I'll, of the funniest it, stories ever. A story. Obviously, you know, we played <laughs> footy together, going on trips to Bali together, but. I think, remember every year you used to watch Victoria's Secret Top Model? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Always recorded on the yeah. uh, <laughs> no. I, 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 We got to stop it there. Oh. It's, funny, it's funny when, like, you go through something like that. I think the, the craziest thing is all you have once you lose someone is memories yeah. and mm. also videos and photos. So, like, I, I have some of the best videos. I, I think it was your birthday when we went and did yeah. karaoke. Oh, yeah. Karaoke. Where were we? In that in the valley. In the valley. Somewhere. Like, yeah. I got videos of, of, of us all singing together there. Like, there's just so many. Shocking. <laughs> so bad. There's so many good, you know, there's, we, that's what I mean is like, yeah. when I look back on the memories we had, they're so good. Like, mm. we, 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 we had some good times. So, it makes me, you know, I guess, because there's two ways to look it. at it. You know what I mean? There's, you lost your brother and it's probably the most, you know, the hardest thing I'll ever go through in your life. But then mm. there's also, I've I had a better bond with my brother and had a better 22 years with my brother than some people ever have with their brothers. So, yeah, like, the, the experience that we got to have mm. is a blessing. Like, I've, I'll never forget it. It doesn't matter how long it goes. Do you brought you boys closer together, Liz and Justin? Yeah, I think just naturally, well, like it's. Like you guys are obviously. We were all so close. Yeah, we were. Yeah, we were always, yeah, we were always close growing up. That's what I. It's hard to to understand where families, where siblings, yeah. hate each other because yeah. us three brothers growing up were tight ass. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I guess if there's one person that knows what I'm going through and feels my pain, yeah. it's Cam. Yeah. yeah. So you've always got that lifeline to call. There's one. There's one thing I guess we'll, we'll start to move to the end soon, but. There's one thing I heard from a, obviously a mentor of yours, Cam, in Glenazar on a podcast the other day, and he said that he teaches people to set up a code word with a friend. So say, for instance, I need to speak to someone because I'm heavily depressed and I just need to speak to someone now before I make the f- a final decision that, you know, is going to leave my family and friends empty forever. Yeah, he has a code word that he can send to a friend. And if they get that code word, it doesn't matter how important you are, what meeting you're in, you stop everything and you take that phone call. 
And that's probably one of the best learnings I've had in mm. the last five years. Mm. Of I've never heard of that. Process. Yeah, that's a great podcast, idea. So I don't know if you made it up then and there, but I've... I heard it 48 hours ago and I reckon I've told 100 people about it. <laughs> That's when you know something you obviously yeah. affects you because I do that all the time. I want to just tell people. So, like, mm. how, how do you see people plugging that into their, their everyday lives? Because, obviously, if you text me the word, look at a, a word in here, sweat, and I'm in a meeting with, you know, the Prime Minister of Australia and I see Corey Cullen's just text sweat, I've got to get up and walk away. I think that's probably one of the best mm. things I've ever heard. mm, mm. Because obviously if he called you, you'd probably let it go to the keeper in that yeah. situation. Especially if it was Corey, I'd definitely let it go to the keeper. <laughs> you never answered him on the first call. <laughs> hey, you're a wicket keeper. But no, that's a massive... I know, I'll go to my mate, that's, a, that's, a, that's obviously a massive thing because basically it's a cry for help, but you've just set up, a, you've set up a text that, you know, I think that's a great idea. Because I know, good. like, yeah. I obviously have bounced back amazing, but for the two years, and I... And I and it probably has something to do with not going for the viewing but for two years like I stayed in my back cave pretty much like I didn't leave my granny flat and I was like heavily heavily depressed and like there was definitely days where I thought I'm never going to be happy again may as well just throw Mm. throw the keys in like what's the point and I reckon if I had had that code word there was days where I would have texted people that code word for sure it's a sort of break down the stigma of contacting someone about it yeah no that's that's like if you break 100%. your leg cam, you're gonna call someone, aren't you? Yep. Mm. Like you've done it, you've hurt your knee, you call people. And I, I think <laughs> I've broke my leg too. Yeah. <laughs> I think, um, I think you, I think you're, um, <laughs> I broke Rosie's leg too. Yeah. If you're listening, Rosie, sucked in, sucked in. <laughs> um, I think the biggest thing there is you always talk about the stigma, the the, the stigma of guys not wanting to talk to each other and yeah, yeah. You, you know it's hard for you to you to reach out and to say to someone mate i'm really depressed mm. or i'm about to you know i'm suicidal i've got suicidal thoughts but yeah. if There's you nothing wrong with that it, it if change. you have a code word that's a lot less takes the, it takes the, the whole yeah. it takes the harsh especially if it's a weird like it could be banana yeah. you know what i mean well the trade <laughs> banana <laughs> yeah. So it takes the text photo of your banana. Take, yeah, <laughs> big eggplant. It takes it takes this. Oh, I definitely have to change the writing <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> it takes the stigma. It takes the stigma away from it. Yeah, and um, well, I think like, it's a great idea. Like I'm, I've been trying to break stigma for five years, probably. Mm. Like even well before Justin died, even in Perth, like I've been working on this, and and I think it is like blokes are just. I don't know if we've forgotten or if we ever actually knew, like if we were ever actually taught from our fathers or our fathers' fathers. I don't know. Like I honestly don't know. Like, like I, you know, my father's. Like I, he's I, I think you're right. Models, but you know, he never oh, taught yeah. me to shave. He never taught me how to connect with other men. Like it's something that we've kind of just you. You yep. learn through life, but I think there's an element of that we have to start teaching, and especially young men, on how it's okay to connect and it's okay for me to call Corey and go, Corey, man, I'm like, I'm really struggling. And I think it's more really, than yeah. it's more than saying it's okay. I think it's, it's you should it should be along the lines of it's really important. Yeah, like, you know, we learn. Yeah. How do you learn about like algebra and all this oh, crap that you'll never use like you should be learning about how to connect with your friend if if there's a sign mm. to say he's clearly acting out or he's clearly struggling you need to go and touch base with him or like that's to me is more important than learning yeah. if x and y if we ever well, yeah, lose yeah. someone like you think back we've all lost someone to suicide in our life either directly or indirectly and when the, 
and when they've when they've gone, the first thing most people say is, oh, "I had no idea, or I didn't Wish see I that coming." This. Or yeah. he looked so happy, or he had everything, and it's because we're so scared to tell others yeah. that we're broken. When mm. we're not broken, we're just human beings with pieces in our life that are missing that need more fulfilment. Mm. Yeah. Sad. Did we just end it like without <laughs> knowing? Like I just feel like we all looked at each other and yep, we're done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah good. Oh, right, we, just, we just ticked off the to-do list. So. Oh, there we go. No, it's, it has been an absolute pleasure and it's something we've wanted to do for ages and I'm, obviously we're bootstrapping again here, but super glad to get you, you boys online because you're both doing amazing things in the community and, and we all are well aware of it's off the back of probably a, the hardest thing that most people are ever going to go through. So... We'll take it in turns. We'll go mm. with the vertical stripes man first. <laughs> what's uh what's I guess a message, Corey? And, and it can literally be about anything, mate. Is someone's listening to this podcast right now that needs to hear what Corey Cullen has to say, what is it? It's not hard to be a good human being or be a better human being. Get out there and um get involved in your community and be good enough to help someone that needs it. Let's unpack that. What does it mean to be good enough to help somebody? Like, what do, what are the qualifications we need to have? I guess it's making that effort, as we say. If if someone is in need, make the time. It's not always about money. Yeah, spot on. I like it. Good message. My message is simple, and I actually spoke in front of a um, school at Bribey Island, and I didn't even I was absolutely freestyling like we have today i had no idea what i was going to say and i got up and it was the first time i've ever ever spoken about um justin passing away and in front of an audience of 800 kids and um like i started to choke up a little bit and that type of thing and they asked me the same question and my answer just just straight off the bat was just be nice and it's a very simple thing but to me it brings me back to like I said I learned from this experience empathy was one of the biggest things I learned and the just be nice thing for me is like it made me realize how many different people and I probably you know it was probably directed because I was out of school but um and bullying such a big thing in schools and stuff Mm. like that to me the just be nice thing is you never know like if someone someone someone's just but it, but it's it, I mean it relates to everything right real estate, um, the workforce, the workplace, yeah. anything. Someone someone could be you never know what they're actually going through in their life. They could be absolutely flying and they're they're completely fine. They've never gone through adversity, or they could have just lost someone, or they're going through a divorce, or you never know. Like so, just just be a good person. Like that that to me carries a lot of weight because it's it's beneficial like when some when 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 you bump into a good person you immediately immediately affects the person that you know you're coming in so that that's my that's how i try and live my life now whether it's in real estate um in at rugby league with 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 any of the development stuff i'm doing i just i just i'll be myself and i just try and be nice and i'm 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 just genuinely i I genuinely care about people it's really in a need to be a prick, is there? No, no but, matter but how bad your days. yet there's so many pricks that walk around. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I mean. It's well, whatever. It's damaged people, damaged yeah. people. Like it's the oldest saying in the book, and it's something I learned from a very young age. Is like the generally the pricks out there are damaged themselves, mm. and you know it's a lot easier to knock people down to your level than to try rise to theirs. 
Mm. And and if I can, if I'm allowed two messages, I'm going to pop another one. <laughs> no, we're done. All right, sweet. <laughs> oh, we've just been kicked out of the office. Um, my my other one would be um, some of this stuff. Like my mindset. You mentioned Glenn Azar before. Um, my mindset's the best I've ever been in. My message to people would be: if you're having a hard time nothing's going to change unless you actually go and change it. For me, I feel like, and you would know the most, there's, there is, you, you have to actually go and do something, go and educate yourself about it. Go and, go and um, change your lifestyle, go and get some good, like, you know, you and me spoke about it not long ago about routines, about habits. And, mm. you know, we all started, you've been doing it for 5,000 years that I didn't know about, but cold showers, um, the, the routine that, you know, you spoke about the scoreboard, which I messaged you later and said, oh, I absolutely love that concept. Yeah. All these type of things, they're out there. Mm. If you're unhappy, go and find them. Don't there's wait. Tools to change. Don't wait it? for someone else to come and that would be my biggest message is there's people like yourself, but there's people everywhere that are there that can actually help you adapt and, and pick up some of these routines, pick up, pick up um, some of this education where – it's changed my mindset massively on everything because now I do those things. I get up in the morning, I, I plan my day, I plan my weeks, I plan, you know, what am I what am I working towards? Like it gives you purpose, it gives you, you know, inspired it, it inspires you. So for me, that itself keeps my mindset in such a good place that even carrying such a dark thing like losing my brother, which will always be with me, it it. It, 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 I don't let it affect me. I use it as a positive and I use all these new things that I've learned to actually keep me in a really good mindset all the time. Yeah. I guess tools, tools are the keys to unlocking you know, what we're actually around to do. Definitely. Like everyone's got something they need to achieve in their life and you know, I bloody think Justin achieved what he was due to do in a very, very short yeah, time. Yeah, absolutely. For us, it's obviously taking a little bit longer. Mm. But... Um, Look, I think there's heaps of takeaways in there and probably some stories that need to be taken out. But, um, <laughs> Speaking of takeaways, take those stories away. <laughs> <laughs> now, thanks for coming on, gents. It's been a really good chat. And obviously, you throw a mic in front of someone and generally it opens up a whole other chapter of their life that they've been restricting. So it's good to, good to have a yarn. And I guess if anyone wants to track us down... We've got Cullen Lawyers and we've got, what have you changed your business name to? No, Image, Cameron Cullen, Image Property. There you go. So if you're selling a house, you make sure Cameron Cullen, Image Property. (laughs) (laughs) Are we allowed plugs on this? Are we allowed plugs on this podcast? Yeah, plug. We're we're selling the Ridge Street Rebuild (laughs) Oh yeah, Cameron Cullen, Image Property. Yeah, I've I've got the gig. If he doesn't sell the Ridge Street Rebuild, his business is gone. (laughs) (laughs) You could sack me. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of the Human Connection Project podcast. Make sure you uh, share this with somebody who needs to hear the message.